0: Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, mom, exercise physiologist, and pre and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your health care. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, hey there. How are you? I hope your start to summer is going well so far. As you can probably hear in my voice, I'm a little groggy, a little stuffy, thanks to my lovely children in daycare, bringing home all the germs. So we've got a little summer cold to start, but it's not too bad, so we're, we're almost through it. Um, today, have a fun topic on de-influencing pregnancy edition. So... My intention with this is to keep it short, sweet, maybe a little sassy, we'll see. Some of these points get me a little bit fired up, so we'll see what we're in store for. I have a pretty loose outline today, just some simple bullet points, which is not the norm for me. (laughs) I usually have everything laid out pretty well. Um, But today, I just thought I'd keep it loose, keep it free flowing, and see what comes up. So essentially, it's gonna be a big myth-busting episode. Many of these things are things that I believed early in my first pregnancy or that I, you know, see other people believing right now about health, wellness, fitness as it comes to pregnancy and I just want to lay it all out there and de-influence these things that are so prevalent either online or, you know, advice from well-meaning people around us, who knows? So all this to say, let's just get into it. Okay, so de-influencing, my first one of five. I have five to start, but we'll see where this leads. The first one that I wanna de-influence is the idea of a bump-only pregnancy. So this, if you like, type in pregnancy into Pinterest, a million posts will come up that will say, three exercises to have a bump only pregnancy, or how I had a bump only pregnancy, or I'll bump whatever, you know, you know what I mean, you've probably seen them, and thankfully I think this is on its way out, but it's still out there unfortunately, and I think that it subconsciously promotes like this ongoing diet culture within us that's saying that like we shouldn't have fat anywhere else on our body, or we shouldn't be gaining fat anywhere else, um, but except in the belly area. But in reality, we do need maternal fat stores to help this baby grow. Not only that, but even for postpartum recovery, for breastfeeding, if you plan to do that. So it is very normal to put on fat and put on weight elsewhere, to carry weight elsewhere in your body. Another thing here. Is that it's gonna really come down to your genetics. So, some moms will have this appearance where it looks like they're only gaining weight in their baby bump, in their belly area, whereas others will gain, you know, the baby bump plus additional weight, carry their weight elsewhere. And I just wanna say both are normal and we can't really control a lot of it. We really can't, um, especially where it carries. You know, it, where you carry your weight. I've been in the fitness industry a long time and spot training is just not a thing. Scientifically, you cannot spot train. You can build muscle in a certain area and build muscle tone and strength in a certain area of your body, but you can't spot train fat loss or weight loss. That is going to come down to strongly your genetics. And that's really the end of the story on that one. So, bump only pregnancy, (laughs) de-influenced. Moving on to number two, de-influencing the idea that waking is linear and that it also needs to be within a certain range. So we all go to our prenatal visits. We all step on the scale first for the most part. If you go to a typical OBGYN office, that is, um, I don't know what the experience is elsewhere, but you step on that scale doing the BMI ranges we've seen the BMI you know charts before in pregnancy and like what the suggested weight gain is in pregnancy and for moms of single babies like if you just are pregnant with one it's I think 25 to 30 pounds off the top of my head um, and then it's just different based on where your starting weight is in pregnancy so I I want to just say, for one, with the charts, that is not the best determination of a healthy pregnancy. There's so many other factors that play into this, and just like as a personal example too, I am the person who, in my first pregnancy, you know, did the right things. I, I, you know, worked out. I ate healthy, all that good stuff, and I still gained. 40 pounds in that pregnancy, maybe a little bit more than that, but the scale just kept going up and up and up and it was crazy. So, I I didn't feel bad though. I will say that and there were no like additional complications, limitations, thankfully, um due to that. But I just want to say that it can be normal for some bodies to carry additional weight and I think it's just important to control what is within our control. And kind of just trust our body for the rest. Now, sort of the second piece of this is that the idea that weight gain is linear, that you know, we should be starting at a certain point at the beginning of the pregnancy, and then our weight gain, you know, we're gonna gain one pound a week or two pounds a week at certain points in our pregnancy. And I know that certain doctors may talk about this, like once you get to the third trimester, we should see you gaining one to two pounds a week and things like that, but That may not be typical for you. You know, I've seen it look different ways for different clients of mine. Some clients have gained more weight in the first trimester than in the remainder of their pregnancy. Like that's just what their body needed to do. They needed to gain that weight in the beginning and then it sort of tapered off so that's just another example that weight gain may not be linear it doesn't necessarily need to be linear either as long as everything is looking good growth is looking good for baby you're feeling good all of that stuff again what matters most really comes down to staying within your control so stay in your lane focus on what you can and let trust your body for the rest okay Number three thing that I am de-influencing for pregnancy is that you're eating for two. So fortunately, I think this is another one that's sort of on its way out the door and we're no longer saying that we need, we're eating for two and all this stuff, but I think that it's just still out there. Like it's still a saying that people say, oh, you're eating for two, go ahead, things like that. And... I say if you're hungry, sure, eat like you're eating for two. If you are hungry, your body's asking for it, go for it. Um, you do need extra food in pregnancy to, of course, accommodate for baby's growth and all that stuff. But eating what your body needs as far as caloric intake two times is likely going to be a little too much. You're not going to be hungry enough for that. And I saw something interesting that said that instead of eating for two in pregnancy eat for 1.1 you know you got to think about how small this little tiny baby is inside of you 0.1 extra and gosh off the top of my head I don't have the caloric breakdown of what you need per trimester in terms of extra caloric intake I want to say in the second trimester it definitely goes up a little bit like maybe by 200 calories don't quote me on this i do not have this in front of me and then in the third trimester potentially around 400 extra calories a day so on a normal day for you as like just a resting state you probably need anywhere depending on your weight of course and your level of activity you probably need anywhere from let's say 1500 to 2200 calories again big range but eating that twice let's just think about that so all joking aside I do think that the eating for two thing is probably more of just like a funny thing people say but I just wanted to sort of put it into perspective and I'm sure you've thought about that before too that your baby is so tiny that we don't need to eat for two we can eat for 1.1 and support baby's growth in that way okay de-influencing number four that strength training or doing something strenuous will hurt the baby so strength training running hit workouts things like that now those things have there's no evidence based around that stuff hurting the baby unless you have other complications going on that your doctor has warned you of things like preeclampsia or Other things that can happen in pregnancy in terms of complications. So you definitely want to have that open conversation with your doctor in terms of anything that might be coming up that could potentially impact your baby, but lifting weights, as long as, you know, you have good guidance, you have good form, you are lifting within an appropriate range for you, will not hurt the baby. Same with jogging. You know, these things, both strength training and like, running high impact work have more of a chance of hurting you i think than hurting your baby so we really have to put into perspective things like how that impacts our pelvic floor and our joints that are already carrying additional weight so the likelihood of you hurting your baby drain those activities is pretty low unless you're doing something outrageous like, you know, like a contact sport where you are going to potentially fall or that your belly is going to take impact in some way or you're laying on your your baby bump, like on your belly doing core exercises or something like that. Like those are absolutely no's and I think you already know that. But generally, strength training, running, jumping will have more of an impact to your body than to your baby, so my advice to you is just to keep an eye on those warning signs that are maybe popping up for you, any pelvic floor pain, leaking, heaviness, things like that, you know, just being very conscious and in tune with how your body is feeling with everything, how your form is, and that's all I'll really say on that for now, but Another reason I wanted to de influence this whole idea that lifting weights and getting your heart rate up, you know, pushing yourself a little bit in pregnancy, challenging your body. I wanted to de influence this because when we think about it, our body, and I've talked about this lots of times on this podcast, but pregnancy, late pregnancy, and birth. And early postpartum are strenuous times. They're challenging times for your body. You're going through lots and lots of changes and if we're telling women, if we're telling pregnant people to not strengthen their bodies and prepare for what's to come, there's just a missed opportunity there in my opinion to prepare, to train for, to offset all of these changes, to ensure that you have a more comfortable experience, that you have a smoother birth, that you you know, can prepare for those postpartum days when you are hunched over feeding your baby or getting up and down or recovering from a C-section or recovering from whatever happens, you know? There's all these things that our, our body goes through and if we are telling people not to strengthen for that journey ahead, then it's just a missed opportunity, in my opinion. Okay, that's all I'll say on that. Let's move on to the fifth and final point that I want to de-influence, and this is that you can't start a fitness routine or do something new in pregnancy. So this is told a lot to moms from sometimes medical providers. It's also just tossed around a lot in the online space, and there's just a lot of fear-mongering around, you know, doing something new in pregnancy. Now, do I recommend you, if you are somebody that hasn't done any physical activity in the past couple of months to start CrossFit or to start running? No, I don't recommend that, but I do recommend a gradual approach to strength training, to cardiovascular activity, to core and pelvic floor work. All these things are absolutely approachable. They can be done in an approachable way and you can start them in pregnancy if you have not done them before. There should be no fear around that as long as you have good guidance, good support. Hint, hint, that's what I'm here for if you need that support. Um, Yeah, but don't be afraid if you're in this, this camp of wanting to start exercise, wanting to start supporting your body in this way don't be afraid to just start somewhere, listen to your body and gradually build into it. It can really be as simple as that, you guys. All right, that is it for my de-influencing pregnancy edition episode. Next week is going to be postpartum and I'm actually going to record that right now after I hop off this one. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, you guys. I sure did. And if you're looking for ways to be supported in your pregnancy health and fitness journey, I've got you. Scroll on down to the show notes. You'll see multiple different options from my free Strong Mama Insiders. I just uploaded a free prenatal strength total body workout a couple of weeks ago. So that's there for you. Free instant access, along with lots of other content in there. And you'll also find opportunities for us to work together, whether that's inside of one of my programs or With one-on-one fitness coaching support. It's all online, all virtual, and I'd love to support you in whatever capacity you need to feel your absolute best. So offers on the table for all that stuff. Scroll down to the show notes. And one more ask, if you enjoyed this episode, enjoy the podcast, I would love if you take a screenshot of this episode, place it on your stories on social media, and tag me. I love to see who's listening. And also just spread the love to other mamas out there. All right, have a great day and I will talk to you next week. And that's a wrap mama. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Strong Mama podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.